This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again on Old Dan, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. And we're happy to be out uh, with you folks, having you able to hear the broadcast and tuning in and faithful unto the, uh, to hearing the Old Trailblazer. And I ask you oftentimes, holler back across the fence and tell somebody, tell your neighbor, the Old Trailblazer is coming on. Or either invite them over to drink a cup of coffee, sit on the back porch, and drink coffee if it's not too late in the night or too early in the morning. I know many folks hear me early, early in the morning. Some hear me late at night. But uh, I'm glad to be with you folks. And we bring you these studies now. Have been for a while on the blood of the blood in the Old Testament. And then we're going to look at blood in the New Testament a little later on. But I'm just happy to be back with you folks. And I want to say I'm often remiss in not telling you how much I appreciate each one of you. I get letters from all over the country thanking me for the broadcast. Well, I want to thank you for helping me keep these messages going out over the air. And uh, I just praise the Lord for all that the Lord has done for the old trailblazer. First, for saving my poor soul and washing me in the blood. That's what we're speaking about. And in our last study, we were looking there how that Abraham had carried his son Isaac, uh, according to God's word, up to up on Mount Moriah and uh was going to offer him as a sacrifice uh, there unto the Lord. We saw that. And Isaac had become obedient, had become obedient unto death. And just like our greater Isaac became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, the Lord Jesus, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, how he became obedient there. And just so every sinner, before you ever uh, come to know the Lord, you'll become obedient. And die to all your rebellion, your pride, self-sufficiency, all your ambitions, all your plans and program, and come to the end of all your flesh and burn up your blueprints. And you'll take your place on the altar there because, let me tell you something, my friend, you're not coming back. You're not coming back. When the Lord saves you, which is the greatest thing that ever happened, that's why we're so, we, it's just so, it's just so bad, uh, for the old trailblazer to even talk about the, the religious world that we got today, there's nothing, there's no, there's no difference today in the world and the church. But when you come to know the Lord, uh, you're not coming back. You're never going to be the same person again, my friend. And you're not going to be perfect. I understand that. People ask me, say, well, Lord, when the Lord saved me, trailblazer, will I be perfect? Well, you'll be perfect in Christ. Your sins will be put away. That's what happens when the Lord saves you. Puts your sins away as your substitute. He, he, he pays for those, those sins. And I tell folks that the old trailblazer, there's not one uh, present sin, one past sin, nor one future sin registered in heaven, in the book of heaven, against the old trailblazer. And folks get angry with me, mad with me, take, take, get, get a little peeved up because I say that. They say I'm bragging. Well, Maybe I am bragging, my friend. But listen, uh, you're not gonna, you're not coming back. Now, I often say you're gonna die to your rebellion. You can't be saved in rebellion, my friend. No, no. And then your friends, those those worldly friends, you go. I know we live in the world, but we don't have to be of the world. If if God has called you to salvation, my friend, if the Lord has touched your heart, what we call awakened you or enlightened you to see that you're not saved? Have you ever seen that you're not saved? Well, my friend, if the Lord has done that, if the Lord has done that, my friend, uh, 
you just your friends will separate themselves from you. You don't have to separate them, but uh, you're going to die to your family. That's right. You're going to die to your religion. That's right. You're going to die to your friends and neighbors. No saying not. You don't. I, and I hope you understand, my friend. Those things will become unimportant to you. And then when you surrender, when you come to that place of full surrender, Lord, Father, take me. Here I am. We sing that song here, just as I am without one plea, except that Christ died and died for me. You, folks ask me, how can I come to Christ? Come just as you are. We've been going over and over and over that uh, in, in, in the last few times. You just don't bring anything with you. You don't go wash up and clean up before you come to Christ. And I've often, often, many, many times now, uh, maybe you get tired of me saying it, but I've recommended this little book that I have here called Strange Tales by Brother John Ainsworth there in London, England many years ago. He, he built a church or made a church called or a building called the House of the Destitute. And he went forth into the alleys and the gutters and the brothels and the, and the uh, 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 houses of ill refute and drug out those old folks and uh, brought them there and the Lord dealt with them and saved them. But my friend, they're not coming back. No, they're never going to live that same old life again. And then when the Lord does that, he'll raise you to a new life in Christ. You'll have a new life. That flaming sword of eternal God must strike to its very depths in your soul and slay you and wound you unto death. And then you see and know your corruption and you'll never, ne until you see that, you'll never know the Lord. I often say here, uh, no man comes to the Lord until he sees his need. And we have a, I have a little uh, something that I say once in a while. A man gets up in the morning time, sits on the side of the bed, feels good, stretches, gets a breath of cool, fresh air in his lungs, and, and gets up and goes on about his business. But you let him wake up the next morning with a hot burning fever and a sore aching back and sore throat, and he say, Mama, call the doctor. Get me an appointment with the doctor, Mama. But until he got to feeling bad, he didn't need a doctor, did he? The whole need not a physician. But my friend, you, the same way it is with salvation, until you see your need, until you see your need, oh, I'm asking the Lord to show my folks their need, my family, my congregation, my radio. I'm asking the Lord, Lord, break through the blue. May the Holy Spirit, which is uh, the, the third person of the eternal God, May he, may he break through the blue here in the First Baptist Church of Algiers. May he break through the blue here with the old trailblazer broadcast. May that thing take place. Oh, that we could see, that I would see. I, I'm not interested in all of your highfalutin preaching and speaking of all of those things. I hear so much of that trash on the radio now. Teaching ministries and they never mention, are you saved? I asked you at this time, are you saved? The greatest thing, the only thing that ever happens to you that's important is for you to be saved. It's to come to know the Lord. The Lord didn't, didn't set out to just, may we, may we just be intellectually smart and all of those things, know which way Noah's ark was, was pointed and know how many. No, we don't need to know all of that, my friend. It's good. I like biblical history. I like to go back and study how the, the customs, and I have a book here on the customs of the early days. And those things. I like to read that, but I don't get hung up on it. My, my, my main ambition is for folks to come to know the Lord in the forgiveness of sin, my friend. But everything, listen, listen, and uh, so I just asked you, Isaac saw and recognized 
that he was going to die, and he became obedient unto death. And uh, I tell you here that uh, to obey is far greater than sacrifice. Then let's go back. They came to that place which the Lord had told Abraham of, and he built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. Now, isn't that a beautiful scene, my friend? Surely it's a scene of death. Surely it was a funeral. The altar, the wood, the son who lay bound there on the altar. And I want to call your attention in passing first that Abraham built the altar. Second, he laid the wood in order. Third, he bound his son Isaac. Fourth, he laid him upon the altar, upon the wood. Everything was done in order according to the will of the Lord. Now, we see in God's word that things must be done in order. And that's one of the things that I have lots of problem with some of these modern churches that we see on the market today. How there is utter confusion with all of the screaming and hollering and cutting up and dancing and jumping around. And, and it looks like a I don't know what. The Lord says, do all things in order, my friend. And that's what Abraham did here. Oh, it was done in order. Now, let me plead with you again. Will you become obedient unto death? I have folks who, who communicate with me and they write me, and they can take, they're always contending with the Lord. They're always objectionable to something that the Lord has said. Or they question, how can they do, how can I, how can I do this, how can I do that? But listen, let me just plead with you. I, I just plead with you. Would you become obedient unto death? You will, or either you'll go out into eternity lost. Isaac submitted unto death. Isn't that a great moment when an awakened sinner's life, when he comes to the place where he's willing to do whatever the Lord wants him to do? Isaac could have turned back, ran back down there to where the servants were with those two jackasses, and headed for home. No, no. He could have struggled and kicked all the way, kicked all the wood off the altar, but he didn't. He could have argued with his father, but he didn't. I have folks who want to argue the scriptures. They want to argue with me. I do. I have folks. Instead of turning to the Lord, I told you about this gentleman who wrote me and wanted to know. He's, you know, we we have the Voice of Truth broadcast here and uh, on another station. And he wrote me this letter, and he said, uh, uh, since you're the Voice of Truth. And I, I just knew he was uh, sarcastic. He said, since you're the Voice of Truth, he said, who was Cain's wife? Can you tell me who Cain's wife was? And I get letters like that oftentimes. And what difference does that make who Cain's wife was? But I, I answered him back. I hardly ever answered them kind of letters, those kind of letters. But I did. I said, mister. And he went on to tell me that he had a MA and a BA and all these things and then a PhD pending. And I said, I don't have all those things. I'm just a poor old sinner saved by grace. I went to school under the Holy Spirit, graduated from the University of Hard Knocks, and all of those things, that's what I am, poor old sinner, just an old knot. That's right, just an old knot. And I said, Cain's wife was his sister. Anybody with any common sense would know that. And uh, you don't have to be too smart to know that. But I said, uh, uh, I, I'm not interested in all those things, my friend. I don't have a Ph.D. pending. Would you just look to the Lord and quit, quit uh, uh, going off on a tangent? That's what folks do. Folks just, I've heard folks argue and debate and argue and debate over this and over that. I'm not interested in those things, my friend. But Isaac could have done that. He could have said, Father, you, 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 you all mixed up here, you know. But listen, he was obedient. And Isaac, in his own heart and mind, gave up his life right there. 
Christ as your substitute will never become a living reality to you until you give up. Give up. Lay at the feet of Christ as a dead dead in, instrument. And I often, I often tell you here, hoist up the white flag. Sinner, maybe there's one out there today listening to me who is uh, concerned about his soul. Just one, maybe just one. We used to have a man here that would pray, and he said, Lord, just give us one. Just give us one today. Well, I'm asking the Lord, just give us one today. One out there who's struggling hard with sin. Maybe you've seen yourself uh, in need of, of cleansing, in need of blood redemption. Just hoist the white flag like the soldiers used to do there, especially in, in the olden days in hand-to-hand combat. And they'd be getting overrun, and the, and the commanding officer would, would uh, have them hoist a white flag. They'd tie uh, their handkerchief or a, or a pillowcase onto their bayonet and hoist it up where, they, where the other side could see it, and all the firing would cease. Did you know uh, everything will cease if you hoist a white flag? The Lord will wash you and cleanse you in his blood and wash you clean, whiter than snow. We'll get back into this tomorrow in our next broadcast. But this is the old trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pendarvis, asking you to write me, let me hear from you, and help me with the broadcast just a little if you can. And then pray for me. Would you do that? And if you'd like to give out some good sound gospel tracks, write me. Let me know. I'll send you a packet of them and a title list, and you can order them and choose them. And remember my mailing address, the old Trailblazer Post Office Box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye. Thank you.